Hey dreamers, this is your host Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Hey everybody and welcome back to Wake Up Into Your Dream. Obviously you see somebody on the screen here or maybe you don't. I, it depends on how we do this. But anyway, <laughs> welcome back to Wake Up Into Your Dream. And this is my buddy, Sean Gaby, and I'm going to introduce him to you guys in a few moments. But my, 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 wasn't that amazing last week with uh, our special guests that we've been having on, on this whole series called Creating with the Creator. We are believing with you to have the Secrets that God has planned for you to begin to manifest in your life in this season so that you can be the answer to all of your problems in your spheres of influence, in your Metron and ministry, and different areas that you are ruling and supposed to be reigning in. And so I have another guest, Sean Gaby. He's been a buddy of mine for, I don't know, maybe 12, 14, 16 years, something like that. Uh, we've done a lot of conferences together. Uh, he has a uh, a podcast called Supernatural Leadership, Supernatural Leadership Podcast, or that's your actually your website, supernaturalleadership.com. And you can actually get a hold of him at seangaby.com as well. But your your podcast is Supernatural Living or Supernatural, say leadership. that again. Supernatural, Supernatural Leadership. leadership. Yeah. Uh, podcast. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah so... Um, and so you have a church in Ottawa called Kingdom Culture. We were just there yep. a couple of weeks ago, hanging out with you guys. Yep. And my daughter's been doing worship for you and, and uh, it's doing a great job there and really enjoyed that. Um, and you've been on several different TV programs. You, you have a school. What's your school called again? So our school actually is also called the Supernatural Leadership School. Right. The podcast is like a supplement to that, uh, sort of an addition to that. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So Sean, you used to go to, if I, I don't know if you went to Burning Man, but you used to go into places like Mardi Gras yep. and you used to do all kinds of um, uh, dream interpretation booths and, and giving prophetic words. And you're probably known uh, outside of your church more as a prophetic voice uh, into North America. Uh and what's your pedigree? Where 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 have you come from? And actually, let me ask this question to you. If you could be known by the world by one thing, what would it be? How would you identify yourself if you could How know? Would I identify? That's a great question. How would yeah. I identify myself? Well, of course, I can tell you the spiritual answer. Yeah. I'm a son, right? Yeah. It's like the, the biblical answer. I'm a son. Yeah. I have a good father. Yeah. Um, his name is Jesus. But if I was to identify myself with sort of like an expression of vision or passion, I'd probably say that I identify as somebody who passionately desires to facilitate an experience with God, not only just for right. myself, but for anybody I come in contact to. In fact, that's been sort of my mission from very early on is helping everyone everywhere experience God, like the experiential side. God is real. That's what happened to me in my car as an 18 year old 
turning 19, about to turn 19 on the highway. I didn't believe in God. And I had a supernatural encounter in my car by myself on the highway on a major highway in my city. Come on. In Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Nobody prayed for me. And in that moment, I heard a voice say, make a choice. And it was like the best. It, it felt like better than any drug I'd ever done at that point. Wow. I feel like liquid. The only way I could describe it, it was like it was like a supernatural aura of peace. It felt like liquid peace on my flesh. I didn't see anything, but I heard a voice. First time I ever heard the voice of God. And I heard the voice say, make a choice. And like wow. in a dream, you know, you just know things. You don't know how you know things, but you know things in a dream. Well, it was yeah. like in this experience, everything on the inside of me knew this was Jesus yeah. speaking to me. I call that your nowhere. Yeah. It, it's a gut feeling the world would say. I had a gut feeling. Go ahead, though. Yeah. And I and I and I said, okay. If this is Jesus, this is you, I give my life. Like, I'll give everything. I don't know what that means, Yeah, but I, like, surrender it all. Like, I'll give it all, my whole world to you. I was dating wow. this uh, atheist uh, girl at the time, and, uh, you know, I, I lost my job three weeks later. I went into uh, – <laughs> Oh, so I, you did – it went right into walking through rose-petaled gardens and unicorns and everything. <laughs> yeah. And like, and then everything shifted, you know, like, wow. uh, I went for the next six months, I couldn't get a job. And so I said, okay, God, if I could have this experience in my car, yeah, that supernaturally has changed me from the inside out, I can have this same experience. Hence the word experience with you in my bedroom every day. So I spent four to eight hours every day for six months straight in the word, studying the Bible. Wow. I mean, I would sit there for hours and just on my laptop or in my journal, write out scripture for hours and hours that I right. pray. And then I'd go to the street and go to the grocery store, go to the bar, go to the club and just share my story. I remember times, one wow. time I was at a bar, but the Lord spoke to me and say, okay, now go and share everything you've just ingested in your bedroom and study and in prayer, go and share. And so I went to the bar, sat at the bar with my Bible Begin to share my testimony to one guy. At the end of the experience, I had everybody at the bar listening to me, and the bartender came around the bar and was like listening to me preach and share my story. I didn't know, I didn't have theology. I didn't know the Romans <laughs> Road. I didn't have any scripture memorized. I just had a willingness, a surrender inside of me that said, Hey, right. I'm just willing to share what God's doing. So I would literally go out and I would share my encounter that morning. I said, like, This is what God did in my bedroom like he's that real i'd share it and then things would begin to happen and and uh you know the the, the girl that i was dating interestingly enough she ended up having this crazy wild encounter wow uh, you know and all kinds of stuff started happening around my life that even it cemented like the experience that much more in my right. journey moving wow. forward so now i mean i haven't stopped i'm still about even in our own local community like our heart is to like facilitate led by the Holy Spirit to the best of our ability, an encounter for people. And when I travel and I, and I minister, like that's my, that's my mission. It's like, God, like if you don't do something tangible, I don't want to be here. I don't want to just speak right. a good rhyme, rhyming three point yeah. message. Yeah. Although that comes out sometimes that's not my goal. My goal yeah. is to see transformation, right? Experienced transformation. We cannot afford to be talking heads professional talking heads i if, if if i didn't have the experiential part of this i would not be doing this I, I, 
I have to be tapped in. You know, it's it's very we we've gotten away from the basis. We've gotten away from the basics of of the kingdom of God, the deep things of the kingdom of God. Yeah, and and we've got into some other smoke and mirrors and and different things to just to make up the the balance of what we don't have. But what you described is how you know David Youngicho, he used to be Paul Youngicho but changed his name to David Youngicho, built the largest church in the world with nearly a million members. And his when he would go to the church, church growth uh, seminars around the world, he would say, I pray and I obey. Yeah. I mean, I was trying to do my uh, a Chinese or Korean accent, but it did not work. But anyway, <laughs> but yeah, I pray and I obey. <laughs> and, and so, I mean, this is... This is what you're saying you you were doing. And and there's there's productivity in this. When you are ability to hear and the ability to fulfill and the ability to walk it out what you've what you've spent time with. And it's when we go into after we've spent time in the presence of the Lord. Yeah. So you just got back from Brazil like two yeah. days ago, right? Yeah. like two, three days ago. Yeah. And, and there was, it doesn't matter, matter where you go. The gospel is the gospel yeah. and signs and wonders and miracles follow them that believe. Yeah. So, you know, just, just uh, share with us just a little bit what happened in Brazil there. Matt, every time I go to Brazil, I just, I just love it. It's one of my favorite places to go for the people, the food, yeah. of course, yeah. but Man, there's just an amazing move of God around Brazil, and especially some of the the people that I'm connected with out there. Yeah, seeing amazing Still, things. What's like it's guy? like fifty percent of Brazil is saved. They say. Yeah, I don't know the big, big the, chunk, the but I mean, it's, I know there's a huge Catholic pop population. I mean, yeah. religion is a huge component of that. Yeah. Um, as far as like the move of the spirit is, is concerned, I. Every time I go there, we just see amazing things like yeah. miracles and, and healings and, you know, just a hungry wherever there is a hunger and a, and, a, and a willingness and an openness. God, God moves. Right. And he even moves in, in our ignorance and he moves when there's like hard ground. Of course, that there's that always happens. I mean, he he transformed Saul. Saul wasn't necessarily looking or seeking for for God and knocked him off his horse and changed his name to Paul and. Has yeah. an encounter, and so there's those sovereign yeah. moments when there is no hunger and there is no fertile soil. But then, you know, when there is fertile soil and there is hunger, it's just that much easier in in, in a lot of ways, right? And I I when I travel, I operate very differently than as a local pastor. I I realize that sure. as a local pastor, I'm a father who is trying to cultivate a balanced diet. Sure. When I'm an I as I travel. I have a very specific focus and agenda and mission. Yeah. I'm not trying to give a balanced diet the same way. That's the pastor's job to sure. balance things out. I have a very specific stream or vein that I land in, and it's usually very prophetic in nature, and it's very supernaturally focused in nature and very leadership-driven in nature. Yeah. Um, and so because of that, we always see amazing amazing things happen i just one of the one of the cool things that happened was there was this guy that um my word of knowledge i had this word of knowledge about someone's um i think it was the left ear and uh this guy had two holes in his eardrum right and uh had a deafness as a result and he got healed the power of god hit him and it was like a 
almost like a popping, a, a movement happened in his ear. You could hear like hear like a movement happening, and he could hear he was his hearing was completely restored. He was wow. bawling. He had a surgery that was scheduled this month actually, <laughs> and got supernaturally. Another guy with a it was in a cast all weekend. All of a sudden, got touched during like a ministry time at the end at the last night. It was just worship was blowing off. It was like wild. We ended up laying hands on seven hundred people, and uh, this guy who was in a cast just just uh, out of nowhere, just got supernaturally healed. And all of his buddies were ripping off the cast and throwing it in the air. It was wild, man. <laughs> so just, you know, amazing things always happen where there's hunger. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I believe that there's a lot of people out, out there right now that are listening. Guys, this, this is what you are supposed to be doing. You are supposed to be uh, the creating with the creator. You know, Sean, Isaiah 48, uh, 6 and 7 says, you see all this and you won't prophesy. I did not create everything in the beginning. I'm creating some things right now. So God is wanting to use us as his agents and ambassadors to co-create with him. And so we we need to be about the, the, the father's business. We need to be about the family business. You know, Jesus sat, sat down and then and then he turned the ministry turned the the family business over to his sons and daughters so it, it's time that we yeah. begin to operate in what jesus purchased for us i i think you know I ask a question make a statement how beneath the levels of what jesus paid for are we living as new creations what do you think uh, what level that we need to come up to or what can we do to bring our ourselves and and uh, um, the people that we're leading, or the people that are around us, how can we bring ourselves up to the level of which God intended us to live in a supernatural lifestyle? I think the biggest wrestle is fear of of failing and taking yeah. risks. I I I really believe the only way to reach the level of our supernatural potential. I'm all about. Yeah. I mean, as you can see, supernatural leadership. Like, yeah. You know, Jesus was not a principle-led leader. He was a presence-led leader Come on. that operated within. Oh, say that again. Say that again. It wasn't principle-led. Jesus was a was was not a principle-led leader. He was a yeah. presence-led leader who yeah. operated within principles. Yeah. Not a pres not a principle-led leader that sometimes operated from presence. And I, when on. I say presence, it's just simply John five nineteen, where he said, "I only do what I see my father, my father doing." John eight thirty eight. I only say. But I hear, I hear my, my father, father say simply he was so surrendered. In fact, in John 5, 19, it says the son can do nothing on his own initiative except yeah. what he sees the father do. So that's yeah. a presence led leader that that is yeah. a, a, a guided by the presence. And then within that, there are principles that we operate within. But when we get sure. it flipped and we're a principle led leader only yeah. and then sometimes led by the spirit, we miss out on our supernatural potential. You might find some leadership potential in you by leading with sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when we're a presence, I mean, Galatians says, keep in step with the spirit. Romans 8, verse 14, those that are led by the spirit yeah. are the sons of God. doesn't say yeah. those that are led by principle no. have sonship. No, actually being led by the spirit is a sign and affirmation that you are identified as a son. Right. So if you want to, so people that are operating by principle only really look more like orphans than they do sons, but sons, 
know their father's agenda. Sons pursue the father. Sons are led by his presence, guided by him, keep keeping in step with him. That's what Jesus was. And so I, I really believe what stops all of that from happening is fear, fear of failing. Right. We need to take the risks being led by the spirit mm. and then see God move. If you're going to see supernatural breakthrough happen, you got to be willing to take a risk. Like, like I was when, when I'm in Brazil or anywhere I travel, it's like I, I before I go on the stage, I'm like, God, like I'm always freaking out. I'm like yeah. nervous. I'm like, I don't want to just go up there to speak. No, but God, like, give me something like, yeah. like, lead me. I want to stay in step with you. I want to partner with so good. You. Like the last night. I was wrestling, man. I was wrestling with what I was supposed to do. I hear you. I had something planned. Been there a thousand times. Yeah. And and then I heard the Lord say, I'm going to disrupt the meeting tonight. I'm like, okay. So I leaned into that. I went into the meeting, told the team. I'm like, I feel like God's going to disrupt it. I don't know what's going to happen. And so I went up and I literally just ministered for the first hour and a half. And I, and I had the release and the freedom from the leadership to do this. I don't just go in anywhere and make the decision. I get the release of the leadership, of course. This was a conference. You're a man under authority. But then the the last part of the, after an hour and a half of like powerful prophetic and healing ministry, like was released. I maybe spoke for like 15 minutes, like a message. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and then we had like some more ministry time and it was like wild, man. Like it was wild. So I think like in those moments, I'm always like, I'd rather err on God. Like, what are you doing? What are you saying? Then just err on my own principle. But when God doesn't speak clear, Yeah, I'm like, hey, okay, God, interrupt me. If I go ahead and I'm off, interrupt me. Exactly. No, that's so good. So how how could you um, share with the people today how you can be constantly in connection with the Lord so that you can be led by him, by the Holy Spirit, obviously, through the blood of Jesus Christ and in the relationship. But what what is preparation look for look like? How do you stay in the pocket? How do you uh, stay ready and, and, and are willing to take those risks because you have this built this relationship of trust and and other things? But what, what are some of the things that you could share with people that would cause them to step out and take those risks. Uh, I, for me, yeah, for my you. rhythm, my rhythm is yeah. largely connected to lots of listening and, and quietness. So okay. there's ebbs and flows for me. Like, you know, um, I may, I may spend lots of time in worship. Maybe I'll like, you know, pray in tongues for a certain period of time. But I'd say the predominant, like most common denominator for me when I'm in a mode like that, if I'm going to speak or do something, I spend a lot of time like in like solitude listening. I'll put maybe some like worship instrumental music on and just just calm myself down and say, God, speak to me. Like, what do you want to do? And I'll sit there sometimes for hours, like for hours, like it it just I'm just giving you a practical example because it was so fresh from this last week. How do you how do you hang on a sec? But how do you fight the distractions? Is it just you got to start out with a specific amount of time? Because, you know, with me, my wife's a doer. I'm I'm a I'm a Mary. She's she's a a Martha. And so um, how the people that are more like Martha's and, and, and it's just, you gotta be doing something. How do you fight those distractions? Because I believe what you're saying is true. And I, and after you answer this question, I think we need to pray for people to get a grace to be able to sit still and know their God, because we got to live from rest. He was, yeah. 
We were created on the sixth day and on our very first day, we entered into rest. Mm -hmm. Our activity was entering into the Sabbath. And so we don't live from the Sabbath and we don't live from peace because we're not living from rest and we don't have the manifestation of the kingdom of principle called peace. Right. So how, how did you develop that? And how can people uh, pragmatically begin to learn how to rest? Yeah. First of all, I just want to say like for all the listeners out there, like I'm actually predominantly a doer. I'm a hyper doer. Okay. Um, and so when I, but when I, but because like I shared a little bit of my origin story, yeah, I started off practicing this practice of right. like listening and, and, and it's and practicing like, the presence almost yeah, right. Like, like brother Lawrence has a book called practicing the presence of God, where he yeah. really models, including God into every domain doing of the life. dishes like washing yeah exactly laundry whatever washing dishes gardening and so yes i do that and i and i my one of my favorite things for god to to speak through is just in my everyday like yeah like to not have to sit in a quiet room and like calm yourself it's awesome like god just speaks i love that god he always speaks he's always speaking always he's always on intentional but yeah. then there's those intentional times where i'm like okay i'm going into something yeah. i want to be intentional with my preparation yeah. And if I have the opportunity, I don't always have the opportunity. If I have the opportunity, I'm going to go be intentional and I'm going to quiet myself. Now it is a discipline though. It, t- it I don't, I get distracted. My yeah. phone will ring. Something will happen. I'll remember. In fact, a lot of times, and actually a very good friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours told me this one time because our minds are so busy. Yeah. Sometimes the first 10 minutes of stillness, yeah. all your, all that's coming to your mind is all the things you haven't done or have to do. Yeah. So what I'll do is in the beginning of my still time with God, I'll write all those things down, get them all out of my head. Yes. Then I have like a clear head. I'll get them all okay. out. So all the distractions, I'll get it all, I'll write it all out. I got to do this, 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 this. And then I'm like, okay, now I can breathe. Now I'm calm. Now yeah. I can, I can, I can worship. So what I'll do is I'll just worship and then I'll be still, I'll listen. I'll ask God a question. I'll go back into worship for a little bit. Just thank God. I, I There's a rhythm. Like I don't, I can't say like even in like the Hebraic culture, there's not really it's not linear. It's not like one plus one equals two. You do A B C yeah. twelve step program, and it's like you're in. It's yeah. like, well, everybody know, wants the formula. Yeah, so, there's no formula, yeah. and every I just feel like as long as you find an element of stillness, Psalms forty six ten, be still and know that I am God. Like there mm-hmm. is a knowing of God that you only find in stillness. There's a that you can't. There's a knowing of God you find in worship, in your your outward expression of honor. I'm talking about music, your life's worship, of course. But like, there's a knowing of God you find in the Word. There's a knowing of God you find only in stillness. There's a knowing of God you find only in relationship. Like, you get to know sides of God through many different facets of life. It's not just one. It's not like it, there isn't one golden rule. But I do believe when it comes to our ability to recognize the voice of God, we do have to develop a listening ear through stillness. It isn't the only way, but I I believe it's one of the most important ways because it's, it's like, it's like a dream, but you're actually awake. Like the reason why God can speak to us in a dream so powerfully is because we're in a form of stillness where our, our, our physical, the attributes aren't in function the way that they normally are. So God can drop a seed in the middle of the night into our spirit and have this wild encounter in a dream. Well, that's a form of stillness. 
And I think that the same way God wants to speak to us in dreams, powerful things, he wants to speak to us in stillness, powerful things. Yeah. And so it, it's a discipline. It, at the end of yeah. The discipline. Discipline creates freedom. I, I call them the power twins of persistency and consistency. Wow, that's awesome. Are the are the power twins set at your success? I love that. Because in the midst of quantity, you find those quality moments. Yeah. And so it's just it's seeking God. Like it's asking, seeking, knocking, asking, seeking, knocking, and you find your flow, right? Is what yeah. you're saying. You got to find your flow. You got to find out how God speaks to you. God speaks very excellent Barry. Yeah. And so I I hear him the way he designed me to hear him, right? And so he's building he's building his church. He's building um, everything by revelation. I believe that we should be seeing more than the four living creatures around the throne that are full of eyes wow. and six wings and flying around the throne and looking through the, the clouds and, and looking through the, the thunders and the lightnings and the, and the voices and, and all the things. And, but looking, we need to be intent to look through the clouds and the noise and the distractions, be intent on, on, on being focused. It's, it's really 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 a war of awareness yeah and what are you intentionally trying to be aware of yeah and, and before we just shift into something that you i want to highlight something you just said as well uh could we just pray for people right now yeah i don't know if you're going to get a word of knowledge or whatever um sean but could you could we just um just pray for people that they would find their flow mm -hmm. with 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 the holy spirit that they would they would have a trust developed and that perfect love would cast out all fear. Do you got a prayer you could release for that? Yeah, God, I just pray that you would release wisdom over right. every listener yeah. out there right now. Even th those listeners that have been like you're you're resonating with what we're talking about, you know, even I feel like some of you have had conversations about what we're talking about in the last few months i just feel like yeah. you've been looking for your rhythm right you've been looking for what works for me you hear the stories you've heard testimonies you're inspired by things and it's like okay what does my rhythm look like and i think sometimes maybe you've excused what you can't do because of your personality type and I, let me just right. say god in his wisdom mm -hmm. and by his spirit can override and does all the time our personality types it's because we may feel like we're more of a quiet person or more of a loud person. Sometimes we let that sort of deter certain spiritual elements from coming into our life. Mm. Uh, and we don't make room for them because we say, oh, this is how I am. This is who I am. And I just want to say that like who you are is who God created you to be. And it has nothing to do with your own personality limitations. Right. God has given you a limitless potential limitless in your eyes there's obviously a god limitation but there's a limit limitless in your eyes the way you have limited yourself mm. you know that's not how god sees it and so god wants to break through and i feel like this, those of you there's a few women out there listening right, right now actually you've had some conversations around some of this stuff and i just believe that in this season god's going to give you the rhythm that works for you the rhythm that works for you, even somebody, I don't know if your name is June or you were born in June, but I saw June. Um, you were just having this conversation not too long ago 
uh, about like, man, how do I, how do I position myself for this stuff? How do I position yeah. myself for this kind of experiential Christianity? Right. And I just believe God is going to show you in this season, what stillness looks like. God is going to show you what your rhythm in this season looks like yeah. as you just step in by faith and begin to try. That is your golden word for the season. Try take uh -oh. risks. Don't yeah. let failure and fear be the shackles around your feet anymore. It's time to break out of the limitation that you put on yourself and move ahead and experience yeah. all that God has for you to experience. And so God release that wisdom. Yeah. Right amen. Now in Jesus yeah. And, and as you're speaking, Sean, I just, I just feel that people need to come out of condemnation. There's a nation of condemning that you in, in young, young mothers, you have young children, you're in the children bearing and, and children rearing age. And we just want to Today, we plead the blood of Jesus Christ against shame and condemnation. You are good daughters, and you're just saying, and you're struggling because you say, I'm not spending enough time with the Lord. I'm not spending enough time doing this, or I'm not, I'm not in my word. I just want to break the condemnation. God's got grace for you in these years, especially you young mothers. Mm. And, and I just want to just lift that off, and I say, come out of condemnation and come into everything that God's called for you to be as you find your flow and your rhythm, there's a frequency of heaven, a cadence of heaven that you are coming into in this season. There's a greater grace coming upon your life to be able to tap into God. God's going to give you these moments when you're, you know, breastfeeding or you're just you're doing laundry or you're doing some menial tasks that you think are menial, but you can enter into the things of the spirit. Just say, God, I'm here. I need your grace right now. I need I need to know that you're here. I need you to direct me. We have this financial thing. And, and he's going to show, and he's going to show with his flow. And you're going to have the cadence of heaven in this season. It's going to, so we just lift those burdens of shame yeah. off you right now in Jesus' mighty name. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. I just want to shift into one last thing. And I want to share a few things because I think we've been on here for a wee bit. Um, if you could describe God in one word, what would it be? Faithful. That's my word. You can't use that one. Sorry, I had to steal it. <laughs> or, or I stole it from you. Tammy and I say that all the time that wow. if we, and we, that's a prayer. And so ladies and gentlemen, as Sean has said today, that he is, his word to describe God to him is faithful. I want you to ask that question to yourself today. How do I describe God? Because Sean, I think it's incumbent upon us of how we see God to present God. Absolutely. I, I, I personally believe how we perceive God determines yeah. how we receive God yeah. into our lives. And so that's, yeah. that's huge. And, and, the, and it's how we must display him. Yeah. It's how we must present him because we can't give something we, 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 we don't have. And we, you know, we can't take someone to someplace we haven't been or been able to see. We, we have to be, there's a lot more tangibility. I say, I say this all the time that the, the only transferable anointing is a tangible one. So there's a manifestation of the goodness of God 
that has to flow through me, manifesting into this world. The whole world is waiting for creative creators to get to their pocket, get to their place called there. That's another topic. But the, get to the place where God has called them to be, whether it is a, a, a mother, a lawyer, a mechanic, right there, you can be releasing the goodness of the Lord. So I call it, um, Sean, I call it your Lord drobe. Your Lord Every what? day, Lord drobe, Lord drobe. Oh, Lord drobe, okay. Instead of a wardrobe, on the inside of you, there's a an abundance of mantles and, and seasonable as well as daily uh, Christ that we can put on that's different every day. Awesome. Uh, besides resting, besides, you know, the other different things, how can people put on the Lord Jesus Christ? How can they put on the supernatural garments? Uh, one last tip. I, I I think like every day taking time to to really put focus and attention on who he is. Yeah. I think through Thanksgiving is one of the greatest right. ways. I know, right. I know we enter his gates with Thanksgiving. You know, what do you need behind the gate? Well, there's always something you need behind the gate. We enter into the yeah. opening. We we go beyond yeah. The gate, the blockage, a gate's like a blockage. It's like a stopping yeah. point. We enter into through the gates, his gates, his spiritual gates with Thanksgiving. What is Thanksgiving? It's actually the word actually is Todah in the Hebrew. Actually, it's a form of praise and yeah. honor and acknowledgement for who yeah. he is. When you're praising God, it's like you're basically thanking him that he's good. Right. And so we yeah. enter his gates with a perspective, an elevated thought process or perspective on who he is and his goodness and because of that it gives us access you know yeah. the with the the word enter in it's that comes from a word actually a word in the hebrew that means to act as our own doorkeeper right so like we actually basically access the door as our own doorkeeper when yeah. we are thankful towards god and i believe that's one of the greatest ways that we can put on his perspective which really is his clothes in his armor yeah. on his perspective and his thought process in our lives. The gates of authority swing on the hinges of gratitude. Yeah, I love it. I love that. When you enter, when you come up to the, the gate, all I could see us is doing this. Ta-da! Right. <laughs> yeah, that's me too. That's why I, I always, always preach that actually. It's like, oh, do you? Yeah. yeah. Ta-da! Yeah. And it and that your Thanksgiving, like in, in your presenting of all of the goodness that God's been doing for you, woo, it enters, you enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts, which is a, so gate is a place of authority, but a court is a place of 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 power. Yeah. And so you're entering into the courts of heaven uh through praise. So yeah. anyway, that's a couple of things. Yeah, thank you, Sean. Thank you uh, for helping you know, us uh, with some supernatural leadership. And matter of fact, you do a school. Okay. Yeah. Can you just tell us a little bit about your school? Yeah, we have a, a school. Uh, you can visit all the info if you want to get any of the info on really diving deep, uh, lots of written literature connected to on-demand video classes. Uh, it's like uh, really, really in-depth uh, moving into really deepening your experience with the supernatural as it pertains to your leadership, yeah. i.e. recognizing the voice of God at a whole other level, operating in the prophetic dream interpretation, 
And then a supplement to that, we have a whole coaching and mentoring one-on-one opportunity. And it's all on our site, supernaturalleadership.com. Okay. Go to Um, You can you can find it under training, I believe. But if you visit supernaturalleadership.com, you will find all the info there. And I know it's it's a game changer for your leadership when you equip yourself in some of these areas. That's amazing. So SeanGaby.com, for those of that's S-H-A-W-N-G-A-B-I-E.com. That's for our listeners that aren't watching on YouTube right now. Uh, anyway, um, bless you, Sean, and, and you're going to come back next week and we're going to do another show. And we're going to get into a little bit more about, uh, creating with the creator and what it is to have a supernatural lifestyle. And, uh, thanks. Thanks so much, Sean, for coming on. Thanks we for have me love you, man. It's always a pleasure to hang out and chat with you. Love it. Okay. Love you too. So anyway, thanks so much for listening today. And, uh, we, we welcome you to go to barrymiracle.ca as well. I have a leadership summit coming up called Ascend the Summit Leadership Experience on November 3rd and 4th. Uh, you need to sign up. We have already started selling tickets. We only have about 90 tickets left. And uh, it's going to be an amazing experience as we learn how to launch into the next season and how to scale the impossible summit. There are different gift settings you need, different tools you need. You need better teamwork uh, capabilities. You need uh, the ability to breathe at new atmospheres as you're going up higher and you're about to go into your mountain so that you can make the kingdoms of this world, the kingdoms of our God. But also we need to know how to sustain ourselves in the midst of our victory. And that's what Sean's going to begin to talk to us about next week is sustainability in the midst of your victories, because there's victories coming your way. There are greater graces coming your way and a huge harvest that are coming into your life. Anyway, thank you so much for coming out and listening today. Uh, bless you guys. And until next week, next week, Barry Miracle signing off for now. Bye-bye. Thanks again for joining us today on Wake Up Into Your Dream. My great friend Tony Fitzgerald would say you have two great days in your life, the day you were born and the day you discovered why. In these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true, that you are having aha moments and great moments of getting introduced to the true you because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca. You can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're going to be live in the future. And uh, you can just connect with us there. But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week.